Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Leighton God. Here's your hosts, the Chief, Liam, and Joey Lenz. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Blayton Golf. Please make sure to subscribe and download the pod on Spotify and Apple. Leave us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the show. It would be greatly appreciated. Chief here, joining studio today just with Lee and B. Legs is going to be out behind the glass. We got Elo in the Piz, but we're still ready to roll like ever. Um, still decompressing from the U.S. Open. It was quite a show at Torrey. Rombo finally got his win. I think... Uh, I think we both were on him pretty pretty well uh, and glad to see you come through. A lot of the times with the storylines all adding up, whether it was the memorial withdrawal or the new baby on board and just winning that first major at his favorite place, not just his favorite course, obviously, where he got engaged at Torrey. Uh, it was pretty special, pretty special tournament. Amazing birdies on 17 and 18 to close it out. Uh, Louis so those are two ravine. wild putts. Yeah. Wild. They're wild putts. Just- Very similar to each other, too. Similar putts, you know, I was thinking about him when he won his first pro tournament at Torrey. Again, on that 18th green, he hit that, that 50-foot eagle. That was insane. Um, and, you know, it wasn't as long of a putt, but it was still pretty pretty good 15-footers on both 17 and 18. So, you know, poor Louie went off the cliff, and it was uh, another second place for him. It's actually crazy how many second places he has. I think it's like five or six now. It's insane. Um, it's absolutely insane, and we'll see. So now we got three majors in the books, uh, and I mean the Open's only three weeks away. After this week, we're gonna be going back. For- I, I love that you got the three events leading yeah. up to every major now. And this is actually this is a pretty good feel this week at the Travelers in Connecticut. Um, Brooks, Bryson, DJ is gonna be defending. Uh, Bubba, Cantlay. So a lot of guys are making the the flight across country. So. Yeah, I think it was like 56 golfers came from the U.S. Open to uh, Travelers. Yeah, so, you know, in the past, I was looking back at the trends, really you'd think guys would have severe jet lag, but they don't so much for this tournament, whatever reason. Um, I don't know if that's because they're amping up, preparing for the British Open. A lot of guys play this tournament and then head over to camp out for a couple weeks in the U.K. They'll play the Irish Open or they'll play the Scottish Open, get at least one round of Lynx golf under their belt, but... Until then, uh, we are going to be at TPC River Highlands this week. We'll give you a quick breakdown. It's a short part 70 course. Uh, very, very familiar with this course. We see it almost every year. Uh, guys tend to go low here, uh, especially in the morning wave. So we'll keep an eye on the tee times. They haven't released them yet, but first round leader especially. We'll keep an eye on the morning. Uh, Pete Dye redesigned it, so we're back to a Pete Dye track. Uh, I think it was 1980-something. So the last 30 or so years, you know, it's been the same course. Uh, it's got POA on the greens, East Coast POA, not as bumpy as the West Coast POA that we always talk about, but still POA nonetheless. So it'll be a little more difficult than your normal uh, East Coast Bermuda or, or bent grass. Uh, there's a little bent, but it's mostly POA. Uh, and we'll see. Bob has won this event three times. You know, it's it's guys can go low. Cantley shot 60 here. DJ shot 61 here last year. So there's it's they're gonna oh, be that a very was Can- Cantley was lurking on that 59. Yeah, he was lurking at 59, and when he shot he shot 60 here, he was still an amateur. So, I mean, there's there's a, and actually this is where Furyk shot the 58 oh, okay. also. So there's, I mean, there's a ton ton of birdies to be had if the course is, is damp, especially in that morning grouping. So keep an eye on that. Um, but I'll tell you what, we'll dive right into DraftKings in about two minutes after Liam tells you about BladenGolf.com. I want to tell you guys a little bit about our home site, BladenGolf. We all love golf and can't get enough of it. And when you need just a little more golf in your day, visit bladengolf.com. 
PlayingGolf.com has something for every fan of the game, from the casual to the obsessive. Along with our weekly blogs, new apparel is now available. With brands ranging from Nike to Adidas to Travis Matthew, PlayingGolf.com is your one-stop shop for all fans of this great sport. With coverage of everything from news, tournament previews, recaps, betting tips, and much more, why look anywhere else? If you love golf and just want more of it, head to BlatantGolf.com today. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BlatantGolf. That's BlatantGolf.com, your new home of all things golf. All right, so starting at the top on DraftKings, DJ's at 11-4, Big Bad Bryson 11-1, Patrick Cantlay 10-4, and Patrick Reed 10,000. Those are your four men above 10,000. Um, Liam, who do we like best out of this pairing? Did we skip over Brooksy? Um, you know what? We did actually skip over Brooks. You know why? Because I already took him out. Already of my, took him out. I love I it. I already took him out of my pool because agreed, agreed. Keep um, him out. We don't need to talk about him. Look, he could always be talked about, but not at a major. So for me, never played great here. His brother's playing, so to me, this might be one of the only reasons he's playing this tournament is to get get a quick start for Chase Kepka. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Are you gonna play him? I'm no, not. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. I. I think we've learned by now. Listen, if he wins, great, but that would be bucking the trend that we've seen for the last five years of just not seeing. The, I mean, he he admitted it. He talked about it in an interview before the U.S. Open that he just can't stay focused as well as he can for a major in some of these off week events, uh, especially with the Open Championship coming up. He hasn't won the British Open yet, so I think he's got his mind on St. George's, and we'll see. I mean, he's going to play. I don't know. I'm not. I don't think he's going to totally mail it in, but to me, I just. DJ always shows up at this place again. He won yeah, pretty I, dominant. I think this is where you pay high up for DJ. Yeah. This could be a tournament where DJ wins like two or three, I don't know, may, several years in a row. It just for whatever reason, the course suits his eye. I mean, obviously he's one of the best players in the world, but shooting 61 last year, him and Cantlay with that 60, I mean, you don't just go that low at any course. Like we've seen low numbers out there, even with Furyk, like you mentioned before. I'd love so. to see DJ go like minus 28. Yeah. Like shoot a couple 63s, 62, 64, something like that out there. Also, I think he lost his um, World Golf number one ranking to Rom after Rom won the U.S. Open. So that's that's another little thing to keep in mind with him. You know, he's a guy, it doesn't seem like he's the most like vindictive guy or like out for blood type of thing. But deep down, you know, he likes being number one player in the world. That means a lot to them. We saw Tiger do it for many years in a row. Uh, and DJ has probably held it the most out of the, the current set of guys, you know, since Tiger. I don't know the exact numbers, but he's going to want to get back up there on top. So I'm with you. I think you got to play DJ again. Um, obviously, he likes it here. So we'll see with him. I mean, Bryson actually has a pretty good track record at this place. Um, you wouldn't think initially. He has a great track record. record. Yeah, because it's sort of a tree-lined um, classical New England-style course. Uh, you got to keep the ball in the fairway. But some of these bigger hitters, um, they could club down and have a pretty easy day. Like, I mean, Bryson's going to be hitting five iron off a lot of these tees uh, and then just having a wedge into the green. So, same thing with Dustin, kind of. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Bryson, after that little tumble on Sunday, he's yeah, you know, that, not not ven- vengeance, but he wants to you know sort of get out, get his stuff right again, and you know he's gonna play well here. He's you know eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. He uh, you know finished top ten, five for five on cuts here. I think he's a very safe play. Yeah, Bryson on the back nine the other day it was frightening. He it looked like one of us like just getting mailing it in after. I mean, he had he almost had the hole in one. On nine, yeah. I think it was, and then either eight or nine, and then ten, he had the lead to himself. When he put that ball that close on the par three, I was like, 
okay, Bryson yeah, might win this tournament. I, I was starting to think, you know, I, I had I was on Rom and I was pulling for him, but I was like, oh shit, like Bryson might go on a birdie streak here, and he just completely imploded. I think he shot forty four on the back. Um, so he definitely he will have a little bit uh, to get back on this week. He also has next week uh, Rocket Mortgage, where he ripped apart the field last yeah. year in Detroit, and he's a sponsor for that event. So. Unless his mind's wavering there, I, I think he'll be wanting to prove something this week uh, after that tough back nine at the U.S. Open. So I like him. I'm always going to play Cantley at this course. I know his form has been so-so lately. Um, but, again, anywhere where a guy shot 60 or any obscenely low score like that, I think you got to play him. Um, and I'll probably play Patrick Reed, too. He's talked about how he's liked this course. It suits his eye. I actually love the top of the board. Yeah. The, outside of Brooksy. Yeah. yeah, I like them all pretty equally. I like – and then – Going right down, Casey and Scheffler. We'll do a quick hammering for both of them. Um, there might be no one that's now more ready for his first win on tour than Scotty Scheffler. Uh, the guy's just playing phenomenal golf. Uh, we've seen him succeed on many Bent Poe Greens PGA Championship. Obviously, he was right there. Uh, that was at Harding Park last year. And then last week, U.S. Open. There he was right again. Um, he's He'll be winning his first tournament very soon. Could be this week for sure. And Paul Casey, again, has multiple runner-ups at this event and hasn't won it. Loves it here. I think two two of his runner-ups were to Bubba. Yeah. Might do a little one-two bet Bubba first, Paul Casey second. Repeat some history. I think you're going to see a lot of lineups start with those two guys, and rightfully so. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Casey is another guy who lurks often but rarely, rarely wins. Um, He wins a lot on the Euro Tour, but not the PGA Tour as much, so. Oh my God! Going back to last week, I needed Paul. I had a great sixer. I needed Paul Casey to come in hot. The cut line moved to plus four. This dude just starts making a run, making a run. My lineup had a seventy thousand. I was in third place yeah. Saturday afternoon. Bubba Watson just decides to stop playing golf. I think he shot plus fourteen over the weekend. And we've seen that with Bubba at the U.S. Open. Sometimes you know the court. He loves Tory. He's great at that course, but just one or two shots that go a little wayward in that rough, especially around the green. He doesn't have the best hands, I would say, around the green. But he looked great the first two days, and yeah, just just imploded. So uh, similar to Wolfie right there, Wolfie and Streel Doggy next two guys down, and got to pat myself on the back for the Wolf call a little bit. Oh, you got it. I uh, I didn't put him in enough lineups, but I, I did have him in one. It was, Might have been our fault. Lineup. We were- <laughs> Yeah. Might have been our faults a little bit. Well, listen, I, even myself, I wasn't fully confident in it. But, you know, we've seen the guys succeed at the U.S. Open, second to Bryson at Wingfoot. I mean, similar course setup here. Uh, this week, though, I, I think I might take a step back with Wolf because he's going to be really popular now. He's very expensive again. And don't really see this course suiting his eye as much. Um, Absolutely just flying up on the money, though. After yeah, I mean, he went one up. One good showing. He went up $2,100. So obviously everyone thinks Wolf is back, and I'm not saying he's not back, but again, him and Bryson both play well at Detroit. I think you got to almost week. play like well in a month to be fully back. Like you know, at least three yeah. out of four cuts, you know, a top twenty or two. I'm thinking he probably misses the cut this week, but you know, not an implosion situation. Like just okay. maybe miss it on the number. Uh, yeah, nah. You know what? <laughs> I'll save it. I'll save it for next. Him and him and Finau and and Brooksy. Those will be the the triple cut from the top guys. Wow, triple cut. Yeah, because I I don't not that I I'm rooting for him to miss the cut, but I think if Wolf misses the cut this week, we hammer him next week at Rocket Mortgage, where he showed he can play last year, and and I think that of course suits him. It's a little more wide open, more of a bomber track. We saw Bryson pick it apart last year. I just don't see this course really fitting him. And same with Uncle Tony. You know, I'm always rooting for Uncle Tony, but he keeps disappointing. Never played well here. Um, Very disappointing at the U.S. Open. As was the Prophet. The Prophet killed me. Well, the prophet I thought we were playing me. him. 
I was all I was fully off um, him. No, I can't never be off the off the profit. I'm gonna be on him decent this week. We're peppering. We gotta actually figure out how to pepper this thing. Maybe we need to like have a little entree here and just and just come over. We'll have legs be the waiter and come over and ask us <laughs> if we want a little crushed black. Um, hey, more parmesan. But uh, listen, Pete die means you gotta play the answer. This course fits him perfectly. I'm not sure that people even be off him last week off the missed cut because Tory really didn't fit him. I just played him because he was in good form overall um, and has lurked at a lot of big events. But I like him a lot better this week. Uh, this this range actually I kind of like if you guys the profit. Neiman, Bubba like plays well here every year, oh and God. Harmony. Bubba, Bubba's getting a hard sprinkle this hard week. Hard sprinkle on Bubba, yeah. I hard mean, sprinkle. He, it, you know, we always talk about the Bubba courses, the non-Bubba courses. Correlation to Riviera, similar green Woo! structure. Uh, big ice cream Sunday for Bubba this week. Big uh, ice cream Sunday. You know, and again, we saw him. He was lurking for a lot of the tournament at the U.S. Open, and just one These or two sprinkles shots. are delicious too. That's it. Are they? Oh, good. Oh, delicious. All right, maybe we'll make some Sundays next week. We'll see. Um, and then the Harmonator, 8,800, another guy, short, accurate. See, he poked his head into NBC a few times at, at the open. He was, he was lurking around there a little bit, but, uh, I think ultimately Tory was yeah, just a little lurking too long. early. I love Harmonator this week. Love him. Like the Harmonator. Um, gotta like Siwoo Kim a little bit. Uh, this one's for you legs, you know, Pete Dye expert now. Uh, yeah. I hear Pete Dye. He's gotta, he's gotta be played. There's a few guys that just have to. Must must be played. Um, Pete Dye, Siwoo, Streel. I actually Doggy, really like KC. Jay Rose. I was reading something this morning about really? his bounce back off majors. Okay, you know how he's performed in you know the following event. It's he's done fairly well. He fucking like, killed me the last week. I, I was heavy on Rose and Casey. Uncle Paul came through, but uh, Justin Rose did not. I don't know what happened. He looked Terrible. not good. Like not like even shoot 77, 78, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean he was thirteen over in two rounds. I mean that. He was terrible. I don't. I think we need to look into see if he was injured. Uh, he might also be checked out and heading back to to the UK. I, I got to look more into Justin Rose. Could be a great contrarian play if he's okay. But the fact that it, you know a lot of times in majors he won bad round, but he was there for two weeks preparing. He it's one of his favorite courses. He's won at Tory, and he just shit himself for two days straight. And I something has to be a little bit off with him. I'm I'm a little wary about playing Justin Rose if it checks out that he's okay. He does have good bounce back statistics. Could be warranted, but right under him, Harris English, third. Uh, not a great track record here, though, which worries me. Wow, but Russell Henley. Right over Russie. Yeah, no, no, those, okay, those two okay, I have great, right great. next to each other. You know, Sir Ben did a nice breakdown on Henley this morning. I was reading up and just makes a lot of sense. Tons gain strokes on approach. Um, phenomenal putter. And he kind of hung around. I, I was expecting a quicker implosion from him. Yeah, I mean, he, he was there the time. whole tournament at, at Torrey. And again, of course, doesn't fit him. Usually likes Bermuda, but we saw that he could With putt anywhere. Awesome pressure shots, too. Yeah, so for me, like I see Henley and Harris right there and see Wu and Charlie Hoffman right above him. Didn't talk about him or Cam Smith. I'm a little off Cam Smith. I don't like some of the things I'm seeing from him right now. Um, but I don't I don't even know if I'm gonna play around with Justin Rose if I can play Chuck, see Wu, Henley and, and Harris English right there. Um and then you get the other two Aussies, Leash Doggy and Adam Scott. Really nice prices for two of them. Leash Doggy's one here and, and Scott looked like he played better last week. I just don't know that I'm going to be overweight with any of them. None of them are screaming to me, play, play, play. You know, it's they're all okay. You know, a light sprinklage throughout the bottom eights for me. I think, I think Russell Henley is, is really playing well, though. I would probably play him a decent amount. But Keegan Bradley, you think his, too. you think his ownership is very high after last week's exposure? Nah, I don't think it's going to be too bad because you have Harris. Little, he might be a little overpriced, too. I mean, him and Harris, I think, will well, probably I be both him. like 10%. 
like 12 percent, and then a little bit towards the aussies Eh, i don't know he goes right there homa initially i saw that price for homa and said whoa gotta play bounce back but hasn't played well here has played a few times never well um really disappointing with him last week i hammered him pretty hard uh didn't didn't pan out now he's he's starting to get a little problem with him where he's playing well at big events but not majors he's playing like shit in the majors yeah and i root for him i, I like the guy but i don't know something i might thought he was gonna have a little bounce friday he sort of seemed like he was getting his stuff going and then yeah you know, fell off to towards the second half of it there's a few other guys that I like a lot better. Uh, Sammy Burns saw him pretty probably should have won Riviera. Again, correlated course here with the green structure, even though it's on the East Coast. And Francesco Molinari, 7,700. Got to start thinking about these guys. Him and Poulter, you mentioned it before. Guys that are on the fringe of Ryder Cup contention that have played in it every year and may need to get one more win to qualify on points um, so they don't have to have the tough decision of being picked as a captain's pick. And short tree line classical course. We love Francesco. It looked pretty good at the US Open again. Uh, really good. Poa Greens, short course. It was course. actually cool seeing him and his brother up there on the yeah. leaderboard at the day one. I, I like sort that. of knew Eduardo was uh, going to take quite a fall, but. Say so he hadn't seen him in like two years because, you know, Franny moved his family to LA last year and, and Dodo Molinari was playing over in Europe uh, and still in Italy and he's playing amazing too. So that was, that was nice to see the two of them. I think you might find something. If you remember when Franny won the Open. Um, at Carnoustie, where it was Kisner, him, Tiger, yeah. Xander. He won, I think he had a win, a second, and a win. He won in uh, in Washington, D.C. I forgot what tournament it was. Uh, and then he came in second, and then he won the British Open. So if he catches a little form this time of year like he has in the past, uh, I think he'll be pretty low on because I think most people are going to be back to Doc Redman at 7,600. And I'm not going to be so much on him. I'll be on him. I'll be on him a little bit, but I think his ownership is going to be a bit high for my palate. And again, when you have Sammy B, who just was blacked out earlier this year and, and really was playing fine, a little back injury at the PGA, but him and Molinari, I think, are both great pivots off of Doc Redman and his ownership at 7,600. Um, I would probably sprinkle all of them, light sprinklage around, but I'm not really thrilled with many of these other guys. Kevin Knock can understand, you know, well, Riviera, short course, great putter. Aaron Wise, Aaron Wise actually has been playing really Dude, good. He's golf, been playing you know? phenomenal golf. Aaron Wise has been playing very good. I think he had. I think he's coming off. I think he was like, did he have a ninth at the Memorial? Let me see. Let's see. Aaron Wise, the Wise Man cometh. Yeah, he had a ninth at the Memorial. Yeah. Playing well. Seventeenth PGA Championship. Okay. Ninth Wells Fargo. Yeah, him and uh, him and Stewie. I like right yeah. there. And and Fowler, of course. Got to talk about Ricky. Uh, Where's Stewie Price? Seventy three. Stewie. So you got Lanto, Bayo, Poulter. This actually is a nice little range here. The seventy four down to, I mean, Brendan Todd was in the final pairing last year with DJ and imploded. But at Stewie Sink won it. That was weird. 10. That was when Todd was like the number one golfer and like he was just getting hot and then cooled off real fast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I probably. I probably won't go back to him this week. I'd probably rather play Sneds again. Sneds and Ricky, I like the narrative of them missing out at Torrey Pines, one of their favorite courses, both of them, from past success, and Ricky's from there. Congrats to Ricky, too, and the kid. He's got a girl on the way. God bless him and Allison. Um, and I'll tell you what, Ricky's playing a little bit better going into British Open. I was looking at it this morning, 60-1 to 1 I saw him at, uh, and, and quickly decreasing because I think people understand that he's a great Lynx player. Nah, he's, you know, At this price not, this week, he's played. Ricky has to oh, be yeah. played this week. He's, he's played, and I think Grillo should be played too at 73. Yeah, if we're going to the 7,300 guys, stay away from Brendan Todd. 
He looks way too much like an English professor in college. <laughs> just this guy, <laughs> just don't play him. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I see that. I don't know about the rationale there, but there's too many super other rational. guys here. <laughs> super rational. So our, our Twitter buddy Andy Lack was on CT Pan. Uh, Brendan like, Steele in 72. Brendan Steele. Brendan Steele is a horse for this course. Yeah. He loves it here. Uh, you know, our, our boy, I said NBC needs to have a Guido cam on Guido Miglazzi, our buddy uh, that just came in fourth at the U.S. Open, 24-year-old, first major. Again, I think he was 11th or 12th on the Ryder Cup standings after the U.S. Open. But this guy might just play himself in. He might not even need a captain's pick. Um, any of these Euro fringe guys, though, that are playing great, I would expect them to keep playing great because they need to lock up that position. Um, oh, freaking Guido. Got to give me myself a... Real hard pat on the back for a fourth at the U.S. Open, calling this guy out at 750 to one. Cra- crazy Sunday and Saturday for him. He's been playing great on the Euro Tour. A lot of the Twitter community, uh, DFS community, is on him. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't know too much about him till before last week, but phenomenal player. I just didn't think first major, 24 years old, shows me a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how competitive the British Masters and the Maiden Himmerland. But he's uh, finished twice and uh, second in both of those. So, And then fourth at the U.S. Open. I think he, he needs some sort of sprinklage this week. He also has another runner-up earlier in the year. I forgot what tournament. So three runner-ups and a fourth at a major for Guido. is pretty impressive. All right, we're pulling out the Canadian piss hammer for this one. 7,100. Mac used. This is a misprice. I don't yeah, know if they did Yeah, huge this. misprice. We're going double hammer Severe on. Severe misprice. Used. You know, he might be 20% owned, but who cares? Phenomenal putter, especially on Poa. Just looked at the U.S. Open. Of course, 54 hole leader. Almost too good to be true. I, I would hammer Mac Hughes, and the general is getting one more. Not a hammer. We'll give him a little peppermint. Uh, lead the charge up to Connecticut like they did back in the 1770s. Uh, Patton Kazire, 7,100, playing great. Uh, phenomenal on short resort courses like this one. I would pepper him pretty well. Going down sevens and below, not not a lot this week for me. Chez and I'm Kyle Stanley. Yeah, back on Chez. Chez and Kyle Stanley. Chez just, I mean, you can go read it up. Steve Bamford chat. I had a whole interview with him. Um, just literally loves this course. One of his favorite courses suits his eye. So Chez, I would play Kyle Stanley. You know, I'm a Kyle Stanley guy. I'm going to play him a little bit again. Just fits plays pretty well here. Uh, very solid approach recently. So I would keep an eye on him. I don't know. After that, P. Rodge looked pretty good for Romeo last week. Um, Will Gordon played well last week. Joey Bramlett's hitting the ball well. I don't know. Ryan Armour. Well, take a quick look at Ryan Armour at 6,700. He'll be a sicko special. Um, call Creedmoor, but he's been playing a lot better. And so is Chase Seifert. Chase Seifert and Hudson Swafford right there. So Hudson Swafford just came in second at Congaree. Um I don't know. A lot of these guys are, are, are fringe tour guys anyway at this point. Uh, Satoshi. <laughs> fringe tour guys. I love it. Satoshi Kadaira. Uh, we know he won at another Pete Dye course at Harbortown a couple of years back. Playing pretty well this spring into the summer. Like him. What about Sabatini down there? At, yeah, uh, I saw him. I don't know. Not in great form. Doesn't tickle my, my fancy too much. Uncle Vaughn. You, I mean, Uncle Vaughn did have some recent lurkage lately. Short course guy. And Davis Thompson, maybe not this week, but keep an eye on Davis Thompson, SEC Player of the Year, very talented kid. And the Wild Molnati. I think oh, he had, I Vincent think he Whaley, sixty four hundred. I know you're gonna say, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, I may have to throw him in one lineup if I need someone to fit. But uh, dude, the kid, the dude misses one cut. 
I know. one cut and we no respect. We dropped him down to sixty four hundred. We dropped him like thirteen hundred after one missed cut. I'm at throw him in a lineup. Just for you, Liam. I'll throw him in one one lineup. But I mean, he's twelve of his last thirteen cuts. The wild the one wild missed cut. and the wild whale dog. I don't know what the fuck a whale doggy is, but I guess it's, it's similar to the streel doggy. Very similar to the water dog. Shout out PLL lacrosse. Uh, yeah, shout out. To, shout out to the PLL guys. Um, all right, let's go right here. Final bets. Enough fucking around here. Top of the board. Let's not get complicated. You got to look at DJ. Probably not a bet. He's probably 10 to 1 right now. Um, I would say Scotty Scheffler and Kevin Streelman and Casey. Those three, I would say, from the top are very due for a win here. Um, I don't know, going down a little bit. Joaquin Neiman, uh, he, he's due for a second win pretty soon. Russell Henley. Um, and then Burns and Molinari are really interesting, as is Ricky Fowler as an outright. Um, let's see. I don't know. There's a lot of value here. And Mac Hughes, whatever number you can get him yeah. at, 7,100. We Mac like that Hughes, a lot. freaking 110 to 1. Wow. Still? Even after Kings. last week? Yep, 110 to 1. Top 10 plus 1,100. Call Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac because we're mortgaging the farm on this one, boys. Oh, boy. All right. That may have been a little old reference for you guys. That was from the housing crisis back in 2008. But um, I don't know. I would, <laughs> I would hammer him. I mean, Mac. Nah, yeah. I'm Mac taking Hughes definitely an outright on a T10 on Mac Hughes. This is wrong price. Uh, Aaron Wise, too. Another another guy we mentioned before. Is, there's a lot of value. I think my favorite range this week is this mid seven, mid to low seven. A lot of, lot of value. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty good for me. Any other sicko specials? Eh, the Wild Malnati T10? No. Nothing too sick. Vince Whaley to make the cut. <laughs> there I mean, you go. Yeah, Vince, Vince Whaley's going to be T20 again. Uh, oh, yeah, Legs is calling in Siwoo. Uh, all right, all right. Um, see, see you first round leader. I don't see him this week outright, <laughs> but first round leader, absolutely. Yes. Keep an eye when they release the pairings, probably this afternoon. Um, if you see any of the guys you like in that 100 and above range, what about Sicko Richie in the morning? Richie Rensky, I yeah. looked at him, just not not playing good. Not I, I thought about him because if it turns into a punting contest, him and Denny always got to be considered. But just overall numbers not where they need to be for me right now, uh, ball striking wise. So. I don't know. Steer clear. A lot of value in the 7,000 this week. Um, should be a good tournament. Fans love this tournament. Always a good show. They do a good job up there in Connecticut for the Travelers. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blatant Golf. I'm at Blatant underscore Chief. At Blatant, uh, at Liam Blatant, right? At Liam Blatant, yep. of course. Uh, at Blatant Legs Bets. At uh, who else? Yeah, that's all our guys. You guys, shout outs. Eric DeLopez, Blatant Piz, Blatant Mike, the whole Blatant crew. Um, we'll be retweeting stuff through Blatant Golf. Please give us a five-star review if you can. Spotify and Apple downloads will help us a lot to get this podcast out to the people. Um, and enjoy the show this week, guys. Remember, uh, take dead aim and B-O-L.